I want to see the whole world and I want to see it as many times as I can. I have this craving to walk where first century people have walked and I don't know why but it just is something that needs to happen. It might not happen soon but until then I guess we can just live through the stories of someone else. I'm Terilyn, and this is Millennial in Place, and today we are off to Malta. Hi. Hi. This is Terilyn. This is Terilyn. Hi, this is Terilyn, and you are watching Millennial in Place, or listening to Millennial in Place, Today on our show, we have Fumi, and where are you in the world? <laughs> hi, um, hi, Terry Lynn. I'm in Lagos, Nigeria at the moment. Okay. This is where I live. Oh, okay. And uh, who are you? So, my name is Fumi Oyatogun. I am a geographer. I am a writer. I am a travel entrepreneur. So I run a small company that's doing wild things on the continent, helping simplify trips for people, um, helping make it easier for people to experience the world and for individuals, groups, corporates to not worry about the hassle of planning trips and just focus on getting the experience of a lifetime when they travel. So that's what I do. Oh, dope, dope, dope. And is that who you are too? Well, <laughs> um, well, okay. So yeah, that's definitely the the work side of me. Who I who am I? Um, so I am a young African woman. I'm 28. Um, I'm very. I'm a geographer in the real sense of the word. So it's it's not only what I studied, but I'm very enthusiastic and just very thirsty for what the world has to offer, for the stories of people, of places, of spaces. Um, I, you know, I love to see the world. I love to travel. I love to meet new people. Um, yeah, that's like, that's who I am in general. I'm, I'm very, very, very people oriented and I love people, love people, love people. I love the company of people. I love the, the history and the stories of people. Um, and so, yeah, the lockdown is a bit of a, <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not the situation under which I thrive because as much as I like my own space and I can, I can hold up, you know, it's not fun when you, when you don't have a choice. Right. So, um, I'm also very, I'm a very thirsty, I like to use the word thirsty because I think, um, it's probably the, the, the closest English word to describe how I feel about seeing the world and how I feel about, um, getting to just learn stories about mm -hmm. people and data but data not just in the sense of the numbers but also the story behind the numbers um yeah and i like the word thirsty because you can quench it temporarily mm -hmm. and um <laughs> you know you can sort of like s make it subside but the reality is like thirst is a is a recurring emotion and it constantly needs to be fed and nourished yeah. for it to be for it to be, you know, a good thing. So yeah, that's how I am. That's how I feel. And that's how I found myself in this line of work. Oh, nice. What other word would you use? What non-English word would you use? Oh, <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. We like oh, because I said it, it's it's yeah. the best English word, right? Yeah. Um, we like to learn new words. I honestly, too. I honestly can't think. I can't think of a word right now in Yoruba. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, okay. I can't think of a word right now in Yoruba. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's totally, totally okay. Uh, so where, where are you taking us today? On our, um, <laughs> let's go to Malta. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go to Malta. It's it's a fascinating island. It's very hard for me to choose where to go because I've been to quite a number of places. But you know what? I don't think I talk about Malta as much as I, I should, as much as the island deserves. So let's do it. Okay, let's go. I'm ready. I got my boarding to pass. Bags packed. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Do you just want me to jump right in or, or would you rather start off with the question? Um. Okay. So why did you choose Malta? I chose Malta because... um at least for a lot of Nigerians or Africans, it's one of the more, more forgotten places in Europe. It's usually one of the more underground places. People uh, people might have it on their second or third list, on their B or C list, not necessarily <laughs> on their A list. But it's an absolutely A list place. It is. It offers an A list experience. It's just a brilliant place. Malta feels like Europe, Arabia. And a little bit of Africa had a baby. Oh. Um, and they threw the baby right into the sea. That's how it feels. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's just a brilliant place. It's, um, like I said, it's Europe and Africa with a lot of, it's Europe and Arabia. with a lot of African flavors and spices. Just the way, just because of where it's located on the map. It's right mm-hmm. underneath um, the Italian coast. So right underneath like Europe, mainland Europe. Um, but it's somewhat close to the Horn, to Africa, the Mediterranean Sea, and um, yeah, to the Arab world as well. Did you? So how did how did you how did you get to Malta? How did I get to Malta? So I was living in the UK when I went to Malta. I was going to graduate school, so I I was living in Edinburgh. So um, I actually flew. I took a train to Manchester because my friend and I went, she was in Manchester. So we decided to fly out of Manchester airport, but we could have flown out to Edinburgh. We could have flown out to Manchester. We could have flown out of London. I'm saying this just in case there are people who live in any of these other cities. Yeah. We could have flown out to any city. Um, so we flew Lufthansa, which means that we flew first to Frankfurt and then to Malta. Um, I live in Lagos now. So if if I were to go to Malta from Lagos, I would go from Lagos to any of the European cities. So Lagos to London, Lagos to Frankfurt, Lagos to Amsterdam, Lagos to Paris. Um, and then from there, I would take one more flight to Malta. Got it. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty central. It's, it's, it's central to pretty much everybody. So you're either one flight. If you're, if you're in Europe, you're one flight away, or if you're anywhere else, you're two flights away. Oh, okay. Dope. I love that. So, okay, so you flew from Manchester to Malta, and then, like, that flight's not very long, right? It's, like, a no, super short flight. It's, like, two hours, maybe yeah. two and a half. You don't even get, like, enough time to, like, take your seatbelt off on a flight. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We were just done putting on our seatbelts, and then it was like, oh, we started our descent. Right. <laughs> You're like, the water. I can see it. I know. <laughs> And, and and I must say that it's one of the most most beautiful landings I've ever had. 
I've had, I've been to a bunch of islands. Mm -hmm. So island, I think island, island landings are just spectacular. They're just beautiful because one minute you're over the ocean, the next minute it's, it's, it's the runway. Yeah. Um, but it's Malta was stunning. I mean, the landing was just, can't get over it. So if you're, if you're going to Malta, make sure you're not sleeping. Once it's time to descend, wake up. Make sure you're sitting by the window because you're you're going to want to get the view of the stunning, stunning ocean or the sea as yeah. you land. When you were in Malta, did you guys like go swimming? Because Malta has like weather. I, I'm going to assume they have weather like California has weather because Spain has California weather. And that's why I love Spain. <laughs> Because it doesn't get cold there, like it does here. Um, I went, so I went to, I did not go swimming in the ocean, okay. which is very unusual because I'm a water person and it's Malta. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, my, my friend and I didn't because we went for Easter, which is right around this time. Uh-huh. And it was still chilly. Got it. Um, so we had some hot days, but on the hot days that we had, we just didn't go swimming. Like there were two, I think two hot days when we were there and we just had other things and we kept saying it'll you know it'll be fine tomorrow and then when we finally wanted to go swimming in the ocean it was cold i mean there was a day we went on a boat cruise which was amazing but i was so seasick and it was really chilly oh, so yeah. um I, we went at a time you know it was sort of spring so it was chilly on some days and it was warm on other days so we didn't go swimming in the ocean but i mean that was the only thing that stopped us from going mm-hmm. okay so when you were in Malta, like, where did you stay when you were in Malta? So, um, Malta is, is, the country of Malta is divided into, like, three islands, I believe. Um, and we stayed, so you land on the big one. The big one is also called Malta. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the capital city is that's the one that's the the most dense um uh, and then there are two other islands um trying to remember where i wrote the names now um but there are two other islands that you can you can visit just by boat um to see so we stayed on on the maltese island itself and we stayed in a neighborhood that was called oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hold on, I, I will. I need to. I need to get the pronunciation. Just give me one second. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Okay, yeah. Um, so we stayed in this area called Sliema. So Sliema is really close to Saint Julian's, and it's Malta. Everything's close to each other, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a whole strip, and it's just neighborhood to neighborhood to neighborhood. So we stayed at Sliema. We were really close to St. Julian's. And these two places are really important because they're central. And that's where a lot of the activity happens. It's also, those are also quite touristy. Um, but I like them because they're pockets of, you know, authentic. So they're pocket, everything is like authentic, locals, local food, um, local people, local houses. And then they're pockets of hotels. And there's a, an entire strip of clubs and restaurants and places to get massages and places to get pedicures like the little fish pedicures yeah and um yes and you meet lots of people so i would recommend people stay in Siema or in saint julian's or in saint paul's bay so all of those places are really good for if you have a family or if you're interested in being close to the nightlife and being close to the restaurants Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely leave where you are 
and go into town, go into, go see the rest of the country. Um, go to Valletta. Valletta is the capital. It's a walled city, so it's a city behind a wall. Oh, it's really cool because yeah, there's like it's fortified and there are fortresses, and it's so cool because you know Malta has so much ancient history. Um, um, so definitely go to Malta to Valletta. Um, the capital city, definitely get these little treats called imaret. Imaret is a pastry that is stuffed with dates in it. So dates are really sweet, right? So imagine that you make a paste or like a, um, make like a toffee or a syrup out of dates. And then you stuff the pastry with the, with the date syrup. Yeah. And then you eat it. It's called imaret. It's so good. So we bought, we bought these at the gate of Valletta. Um, we had, there were horses. There's just so many things because, you know, there's literally an event to go Mm -hmm. into the city. Um, and then in the city, there's so many restaurants, so many old buildings, old houses. Um, so yeah, when you are in Malta, wherever you stay, if you stay in St. Paul's Bay or Sliema or St. Julian's, make sure that you take the day and go out, you know, to see other things and to other places. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that sounds really cool. It Like, I love, I love cities that have fortresses in them. I think that is like so cool. Because it's, it's, like, wild to me because, like, those fortresses are so old. Like, they're so old. Like, I They're so old. They're, like, centuries old. And, like, I think it's just really, like, incredible to be around that kind of stuff. And I think I've, I've recently come to the understanding why I love Europe and, like, being around, like, old <laughs> things is because I live in a country that's such, like, a new country. And we're always talking about, like, no everything needs to be new what's trending what's happening what's now what is like what is in the now what is what is current and like that I don't like I still I still haven't fully like accepted that really big like American idea because like I think that there's something really beautiful and like tradition and history and like understanding like why things are the way they are and why these traditions have been passed down so like i love like hearing about like fortresses and like the these pastries that have been passed down <laughs> like they're like the same pastries that they were eating like that's so cool to me uh-huh. <laughs> uh so how long it's so it's so cool and yeah sorry i was gonna say like i'm really fascinated by all things too uh-huh. um I live so like I lived I I lived in America. I went to undergrad in America. So um I went to a really old school, University of Colorado, mm-hmm. older. And so I remember I would always look at the the first building, Old Main. And it was I think it was built in maybe like the 1800s and I'm, I would always walk by and be like, "Yo, this building has been standing till the 1800s." Yeah. That is since the 1800s. That's so cool. And then I moved to Edinburgh for my for my masters. Oh and it's like, oh, this castle has been here since the 1400s. And I'm like, what? <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's really, it was really cool for me because I thought I thought America was old. And then I went to Britain and I was like, yo. <laughs> this is for real old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you were, you were asking how long I spent or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you there in Malta for? I think we were in Malta for five days. Oh, wow. um, it was our Easter holiday, so it was really short. I would I would recommend spending five to seven or eight days in Malta mm-hmm. if you're to go. So, 
um, what is, like, what are the highlights to do in Malta? Like, I mean, I want to go to Malta because I want to go everywhere, but, like, what is... Me too! Me too! Yeah, I found my twin. Yeah, I want to see all the countries in the world. Yeah. I get that. Um, so you want to go to, you want to go to Malta because, um, I think it's one of those few countries that offers you so much in one go. It's it's water and water sports and you know beach and um island you know island vibes, but it's also a very developed place in the sense that it's a, like they have proper cities. It also has a really bubbly nightlife. Ooh. It's so interesting because I would never have thought Malta had a good nightlife, uh -huh. but I got there and it did. There's a whole strip that has just clubs and clubs and lounges, and you know we would walk by and it's like free drinks for the girls. First drink is free. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And and um, they were so friendly. Like the club people would come out into the street and sort of like lure us to come into their own spots. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like okay, I'm gonna come in, but then you get in and you're actually really having a good time. And then you have you want to go to the next one to you know satisfy your curiosity. And it was just so much fun. And when they found out that my friend and I were Nigerian, they would change the music and they would give us some like really, really current Afro beat. Um, met so many people. You know, it, it's it's a really good place if you're interested in just nightlife kind of experiences. But also Malta has so much history. So if you are familiar with the Bible, there was a, part of the bible where paul the apostle was talking about how he his ship capsized mm -hmm. and he was he capsized off the shore of malta and the maltese people were incredibly friendly to him like he docu he had such a wonderful experience that he documented how awesome and hospitable they were right and it's absolutely true till this day so there's the church that records the saint paul's cathedral which is like the um, the pays homage to where his book capsized. So if you're interested in history and religion, that's a great place to go because there's so much historical context. Mm -hmm. But also, what he said is true. The Maltese people are incredibly warm, incredibly hospitable, so nice, so welcoming. Um, the food is good. I tried some really interesting things that I'd never tried before. Um. And I was lucky because I reached out to two Maltese friends before we went. So they gave us this, like, two-page list of things that we have to try, like Imaret, like I mentioned to you, and horse meat. And sorry if you don't like horses, but horse <laughs> meat, they're, they're, they're farmed, you know, responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> and these really little tiny snails, like the ones they eat in France, the ones we eat in Nigeria are really Af big African giant snails. But these ones are, like, you have to, like, suck out the snail or use something to eat it and um what else did we eat yeah oh yeah maltese bread oh my god Ooh. so um my friend and i believe that when the gods are done eating african food nigerian foods precisely nigerian jollof <laughs> they have maltese bread for dessert okay. because yes um it is so good. It's crusty on the outside. And then you go in and it's just, it has a tiny bit of like a tang, but it's so soft and juicy and yummy. And there's a soda that's original to Malta called Kini, 
Uh-huh. Kitty's so good. My friend and I, like, we try to ship it back to, to the UK when we lived there. It's so good. It's like, Kini is, it's a soda, but it's original to Malta. And it's it's very, like, if you like bitter lemon. Oh, yes. Sota kind of, you would love Kini. Kini is so good. Um, So, yeah, we had, we had, honestly, the food in Malta was bomb, bomb, bomb. There were shawarmas and like, there's a lot of Arabian influence, right? So there were yeah. so many like shawarma spots and dates, lots of things that they make with dates and just pastries. Like it's amazing. Um, and then the way the architecture is as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very like bare bones. You know how Arabians would build and they would, they would build with the color of the earth Yes. or very neutral colors. That's kind of how, um, that's kind of how um, the architecture is. And some of the top, some of the buildings, the ceilings have like those flat tops that are characteristic of Arabia or yeah. North Africa. <sighs> I miss it so much. It, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Oh my gosh, you're making me want to go. Like, uh, I was, I wanted and to And rabbit go. too. And oh rabbit? yeah, sorry, rabbit. Like rabbit is just, is more, even if not more popular than chicken. It's oh, so good. Oh really? Yeah, I'm done. everywhere. <laughs> They're probably all over the place. Stop it. I'm awake. Ugh. Yeah. I am getting, like, serious wanderlust from you talking about this. I love that. I, like, I just love that so much. So, okay, top top three things to do in Malta. Go. Top three things. Definitely take a cruise. Um, Take a day cruise that takes you to see the other Maltese islands uh-huh. and takes you to see some of the highlights. You can just book a day cruise that goes island hopping. And when you go island hopping, you see all the major highlights that are to see. It's unfortunate that the Azure window has collapsed. I'm so thankful that I was able to see it before it collapsed, but that would have been one of the stops. But you get to see the other islands, the other um, Maltese islands, um, when you do like the day cruise island hopping. Second thing to do, definitely go, um, go on a food tour. Wherever you are, so if you're in Sliema, you're in Valletta, you are in St. Julian's Bay, go from restaurant to restaurant trying some of the big um, Maltese foods. So there's Im Aret, there is Kini, Mm -hmm. there is, definitely try the shawamas, there is rabbit, there's horse, and there's snails. So those are some of, and there's Maltese bread, of course. Those are some of the things I would say. Definitely go on a food tour. Just one day, just go hopping from place to place. Third thing, make sure you go to the fire factory. It's not a factory. It's the place where they blow fire. uh, The glass factory, sorry. Uh So they they blow the glass, like they make glass. It's a glass making factory. Um, So you see them, like you can go in, do the tour. You see how they make glass from scratch how they blow it into different shapes, how they design it, how they shape it, how they paint over it. You can even get custom designs and then you go to the shop and you see like glass that was made right there and then. I mean, obviously not in your, like they don't sell the ones that are made right there and then because it takes some days. Yeah. But you see the entire process um, of how glass is made. I've never seen glass made. So like vases and cutlery and decorations and, it's just brilliant. So definitely do the glass factory tour as well when you go to Malta. Oh, okay, dope. When you were in Malta, did you find it was really easy for you to communicate and get around there? Yes. Um, yes. So the two languages are Maltese and English. 
So most people, pretty much everybody speaks English. And if they don't, there'd be somebody, you know, who could help you translate or you could Google Translate. But it was really easy mm-hmm. communicating and moving around. Oh, dope. Oh, I love that. Oh, that makes me so excited. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome, Karen. (laughs) I have some other questions for you. So, what do you do on, what is your routine on a long-haul flight? Routine on a long-haul flight? Um, Mm. I make sure I never get on a long-haul flight hungry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, a hungry girl is a cranky girl. Right. (laughs) Um, So, make sure that you're, you're fed you know, and hydrated as well. But when, as soon as I get in, usually I would moisturize my feet and my hands because they tend to get dry. And then I would wear my socks if I'm not already wearing them. And just so I can get comfortable and warm, Mm -hmm. I would put my blanket on as soon as the flight takes off because it tends to get chilly. And then, um, yeah, I would just entertain myself. Usually I have a book or two books or Netflix downloaded. Or if I'm lucky, there's something really interesting on the the media provided by the airline. And I would just, um, I tend to want to watch a lot of documentaries. I prefer documentaries or, um, yeah, documentary style and storytelling, even if it's film. Yeah. So usually they don't have a lot of those on the plane itself. So I would, I would have downloaded a bunch of Netflix shows or even sometimes just lighthearted comedy something else on on my phone and I would watch those um usually also have a fully charged phone um and then yeah and then once I'm exhausted from entertaining myself I would sleep if it's really long and I sleep and sleep and wake up usually I would then you know get to work so I I'm a writer as well because I develop a lot of content so honestly when I wake up from a good sleep my brain is fresh I'm able to document, you know, ideas that I have. I'm able to write. I'm able to journal. I'm able to come up with, like, the outline for a story or the story itself. Um, I'm just able to get stuff done, you know. If it's an airline that offers Wi-Fi, like Emirates, then I can, you know, attend to emails. I can actually get work done. But usually that's that's after I've sort of, like, rested mm. and or watched movies and it's usually the latter part of the flight that I would work. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I like that. So why do you travel? I travel because I think the world is stunning. I think we do a disservice to ourselves if we only experience this one corner that we were planted in. Um, I think there's so much color and value to gain from other people's experiences. I travel because it gives me such a healthy, open mind about the world. And it helps me not just tolerate people, but actually appreciate them. So not just tolerate them because, well, I have to tolerate you. But no, I actually think your experience is different and cool. And I want to learn from it. Um, yeah, I travel because I think I think it's also a form of worship for me mm-hmm. um because this is god's world and i'm in su- such awe of the world and the people that god has put in it and the nature the cultures that humans have developed um just i'm fascinated by nature so this is my way of sort of like glorifying god and his his you know the creator for his creation um it, it reminds me of how small i am mm-hmm. 
and how sm not small in a negative sense but small in a sense of i am a part of something and i'm connected to that thing and i need to remain connected to to really thrive so it helps humble me and ground me and it, you know it's beautiful and you also get you build amazing memories yeah uh, i love that i like feel extremely similar in like the way that you talk about travel i talk about travel like that i I love when things make me feel humble. <laughs> that's weird. That's that yeah. sounds like, I think that that's such a cool feeling because like, you know, we can, like, I think that when you're stuck in your routine, you can kind of start to develop like a big head and be like, Oh yeah, well I'm an expert in my craft and I'm an expert in my field and I'm just like the best and greatest and yada, yada, yada. But then when you travel and you like put yourself in a situation where you have to go out of your comfort zone. You might be in a country where, like, the main language is, isn't is English and or whatever your native tongue is, and you, you really have to, like, use hand gestures and, like, pronounce words wrong, and sometimes you say calamari, cal calamari instead of calamara. <laughs> that's, that's No, great. it's true, and, yeah, and it, it's, it's, um, it's reminding us of our place, but it's also, you remember that everybody is the center of their own life. Yes. And you learn how to honor that. You learn how to honor people. I think I've never met somebody who's well-traveled, and I mean well and deeply traveled, not just taking countries off your list, who's also, who has remained bigoted or intolerant or just like, wicked yeah. <laughs> i've never met anybody like that because if you truly travel with an open mind you know you're stuffed with so much color and you just learn how to regard people for the difference that they bring i mean the only reason why my world is my status quo is because that's where i was dropped if i was dropped a hundred meters a thousand meters to my right a uh, thousand kilometers to my right and i was in maybe like the congo or Kenya, my my status quo would be totally different. So it's ridiculous to think that my way is the highway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like that. Like there's no one right answer to things, and other people have different way of doing things, and that's that's beautiful. Like it's so beautiful to me. So yeah. once the travel ban is lifted or travel restrictions are lifted, what are you most excited about? I'm excited to see my niece. My whole family is supposed to go see my niece who was born a month ago um, in Missouri. Oh. We can't go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so crazy because, you know, we were so also excited about this. My family typically has a, a trip every year mm -hmm. together. And um, typically that's in July or August, but this was supposed to be our family trip for the year because my brother and his wife had a baby. Um, and you know, we've taken these we've taken these holidays seriously every single year. Most times they've been in the in the US because they've coincided with one of us graduating or, or one of us, you know, something happening in our lives and all my siblings live in America. Um, and we all went to school there. But this, you know, I 
as as everybody's sort of done with school, we're so, we're starting to take it to other places of the world. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to see her. I'm excited to meet my to travel with my family again because it's just distance sucks. Yeah. Um. I'm also I'm also excited to get our you know our company back up and running. We're still running. We're just not. We're, our trips are just on pause right now for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm excited to. You know, I was supposed to go to India. I was supposed to go to um, Bali, and um, I was supposed to go to London again because my my favorite cousin in the entire world. Um, and I was supposed to spend Easter together. Well, guess guess where I am in e- at Easter, Lagos. <laughs> um, so like you, I want to see the whole world. The whole world is stunning. I just can't wait to you know pick it up again because. It's looking like this year is not going to have any country right. ticks, you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So is your whole family, like, just spread all over the world, or are they all mostly? Um, are they? Me and my parents live in Lagos. Uh-huh. But my mom's in America right now. Um, Stuck. Wait, oh, she's stuck. Um, and is she stuck with yeah. her baby, though? Well, it's good stuff because she's with her grandkids, so it's fine. Oh, okay, so um, she's having a great time. <laughs> um, and then all of my siblings live in the state. So my, my brother and his wife and their baby and my mom right now are in Missouri. Uh-huh. My sister lives in Dallas. My little brother lives in um, Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, wow. That's, wow. You guys are so far away from each other. I know, but we but we stay in touch. We see each other all the time. Right, I believe it because like the there's so much technology that like allows for that to happen. So it probably doesn't even seem like you guys are like miles and miles away. No, it doesn't, and we don't we do not play with our family meetups, Thanksgiving, <laughs> and one family trip a year. Oh, that I love that. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Thanks, so Karen. I have a surprise Thanks for you. For me. Oh, we're not done yet. I have a surprise for you. We're gonna play a game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got this. It's a really easy game. So <laughs> Wait, hold on, Carolyn. I'm just gonna plug my phone in. Yeah, one second. Okay, yes, yes. I was gonna ask you where you live. You live in California, but where? I live in the Bay Area, so I live right outside of San Francisco. Like Okay. I'm like twenty minutes from san francisco probably like barely well now that nobody's on the road it takes five minutes to get everywhere so that's cool. so it's interesting right because i just tweeted like yesterday or two days ago that the way americans say where they live is different from how everybody else in the world says it really how do you how does yes Tell, tell me, explain. Americans, that. Americans will, Americans will take the biggest city that you might know, <laughs> and then they'll say they live X Y Z minutes west, east, north, or south of that city, and you just did that. Like it's so, it's literally so normal for Americans, but like Nigerians would be like, oh, I live in you know Ibadan or something. <laughs> <laughs> to europe last year and so everybody's like oh like where are you from you know like normal travel conversation and so i was like oh i'm from california i always start with oh i'm from california because everybody's like like i think that i think that i'm really american and like i think that when 
non-Americans meet me, like, they can tell I'm American, like, right off the bat. Like, I look American, I sound American, I, like, dress American, like, there's no, like, I'm 100% American. So, like, when we were in Europe, they're like, oh, where are you from? I was like, oh, I'm I'm from California. And they're like, oh, you're American. And I'm like, I am American. You are right. I'm 100% American. And so then we just, like, started talking. And they're like, oh, like, where are you from? I'm like, California. And they're like, okay, but, like, are you from Los Angeles? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, I'm from San Francisco. Like, I always just say I'm from San Francisco because, like, you know, nobody real. I re- I've learned that a lot of people don't know where San Francisco is or that like San Francisco's like even a place or like when I say like oh I'm from the Bay Area like that means different things in different places <laughs> so that's no why. like look yeah I mean LA LA has a whole you know identity of its own uh-huh. so I guess so I had to like distinguish. I'm like, we are not LA. LA is like a totally different world than like the Bay Area. Like we're like very chill. Like we're everybody wears Patagonia up here. Like pretty much like seventy percent of the people you meet are gonna be working in tech. Like we don't have like we're not like into celebrities. Like I don't even like the celebrities out here are like basketball players, and we like see them around like just like in the community all the time so yeah that was a really long explanation anyways but like when i've never been i've never been to san francisco i'd love to visit san francisco's dope if you come i'll tour you around just like tell me when let me know i'll give you a tour (laughs) i'll let you know when i'm coming girl (laughs) um Think, okay, there we go. You're back. Um, okay, so we are going to play a game of this or that. Have you ever played? You, like, pick which one you want. You have, like, three seconds to pick, too. Wait, it's, it's a game called what? It's called This or That Travel Edition. Okay. Okay. Okay, so aisle or window. One, two, three. You just got to pick. Aisle. <laughs> Tropical or snow? One, two, three. Tropical. Carry on or check in bag? One, two. Three. Carry on. Solo trip or trip with friends? One, two. Trip with friends. Uh, Airbnb ho- or hotel? One, two. Airbnb, three. but private Airbnb. Yes. <laughs> Public transit or Uber? One, two, three. Public transit, except. Public transit, except, you know, in certain cities, right. but public transit for the most part. Right. Ding, 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 You won. Did I make it? Yeah. You did great. <laughs> well, that's all for... Yay! Yeah, like, that's all for everything. That's all for our show. Do you have any final things you want to say? No, I'm just, I'm really hoping that this thing ends soon. I want get back to your work um and yeah um thanks for doing this Tara oh thank gosh. you no, it was really you. nice chatting with you yeah thank you for coming on and like talking with me today and like I'm just 
I, like talking to you just gave me like a whole like refreshed my wanderlust and is like made me even more like excited yeah. about traveling. Oh, <laughs> uh, very soon, very soon. Look, if you ever come to Lagos, if you ever come to the continent and you're looking for what to do, where to go, like we literally design experiences like we're experts at Africa. So if you ever are looking for what to do on the continent, just hit me up. Oh, yes. If you ever come to Lagos, we have these like mega packages during December uh-huh. for Dirty December. Dirty December is like the largest collective of events and parties on the continent. And it happens in Lagos every December. Mm. So if you're ever looking for what to do, where to go, or you're looking for your Nigerian plug, girl, <laughs> I got you. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. And this is Terlyn at Millennial in Place. Thank you so much to everyone who has been listening every week that I put these podcasts out. It means so, so, so much to me. You can learn more about Fumi on Instagram and Twitter at Fumi Yatagun. Until next time, I'm your host, Terilyn, and this is Millennial in Place.